Hello, welcome back to the Neighborhood Conversations where we have inclusive conversations inviting inclusive people talking about diverse topics. Today on today's episode, we're going to be highlighting the Acadian Day that's coming up. I have the amazing Nancy Hayes, who's the manager of French services at the YMCA. Nancy, welcome. How are you? I'm good. Thank you uh, to having me. And how are you? I'm pretty good. You know, it's a beautiful day, actually cloudy, but sunny in the beautiful Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Um, where are you residing, Nancy, today? Uh, I'm at home. I'm on vacation, so I'm in Lower Sagville. Nice, 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 nice. Oh, I'm actually maybe, maybe close by. I'm actually at a library just having this conversation. Um, we're having a site visit. I'm doing my first site visit, so it's always good to um, fit things in and it's so good to fit this episode in to welcome you and to talk about this amazing um, history of Acadian Day. And so I would like to jump right into the conversation by asking, um, can you share a bit of history of why Acadian Day exists today in Canada? Well, it's mainly to uh, recognize the historical presence of Acadians, uh, their culture and um, the diversity, the specificity of the Acadian. Um, you know, I, I think most of people in Nova Scotia knows that we were deported uh, mm -hmm. based on uh, lands and religion. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, in, um, in eight. 1881, actually, that's a long time ago. Yeah, uh, the it was the first National Acadian Convention uh, in Memorycook in New Brunswick, and that's where the National Acadian Day was born. So it will be on August 15, and we are celebrating every year. Um, just uh, our unicity, like we're a little bit different, and and there's a bunch of reason for that. <laughs> Yes, 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 totally agree. You know, Nancy, sometimes people um, try to confuse Acadian and Indigenous um, and, and, and try to confuse both um, cultures. So can you describe the relationship that the Acadian people had with the Indigenous people? Well, I think the confusion came from the fact that a lot of Acadian um, are a mix of Acadian and Mi'kmaq, because uh, mm -hmm. when they deported the Acadians, um, the one who were able to stay behind uh, survived because of their relationship with the Mi'kmaq um, uh, people, because mm -hmm. they learned how to survive the winter, like they didn't know how to survive winter like we have in Canada. So they, they learn to uh, use plants for medicine. They they learn how to, you know, survive winters. They were sheltered by the Mi'kmaq. So for years and years, the relationship between the Mi'kmaq and the Acadian was a, a relationship based on respect and exchange. Um, mm. In the recent years, it, it it's a little bit more challenging for different reason. And, and I don't think that it's, and, and this is my personal opinion. I don't think it's coming from the Mi'kmaq or the Acadian. I think it's coming from the government laws, like all the laws right. that have been created, like the fisher, fishermen's laws and all that. So that separated the, the two group. But, um, you know, I, I was reading an article where they were saying that, Honestly, the relationship between the Acadian and the Mi'kmaq was really, really good until the English came back and conquered the territory mm. because they were really acting like 
um, they were they wanted to take over. That it was a different approach that how the relationship between the Akkadian and the Mi'kmaq was based on. The relationship between Mi'kmaq and Akkadian was based on, like I said, you know, it's just like they were teaching us stuff, but we yeah. also brought uh, some plans from France and we were teaching them how to use them. So it was really just a shared of knowledge. Um, so it was a great relationship. And, and because a lot of babies came from, you know, those mixed culture, yeah. I think that's yeah. where the confusion is coming, uh, yeah. coming from. Yeah. And we, and we have to be educated continuously and that's important for sure. Um, and, and like you said, um, because of the laws that's been created, it, it caused a bit of, of, of that. Um, speaking about the land in, in different territories, um, what are some of the Acadian communities in Nova Scotia that you are aware of? Well, um, that's a, a good question because we have different um, regions and some mm -hmm. regions are what we call the original Acadian region. So originally we had five main uh, Acadian um, communities, if you if we can call them like that. So Shetikep, and it's still one, Clare and Argyle, where you have University Saint Anne, uh, Pumquet and uh, Lille Madame. So those are the five first uh, Acadian region. Uh, Pumpkin is unfortunately losing a little bit because their mm -hmm. their average average year um, of population is really high, so unfortunately it's one of the region that they're losing a lot of their youth. But oh, wow. the impact of that and and the impact of people like me coming from Quebec because I, I'm not. I'm Acadian, but I'm not mm. was I wasn't born and raised in in, in Nova Scotia. Um, right. It's that we brought the Acadian uh, history and our roots with us, and right. we created six new what we call emerging Acadian region. So right. in those emerging region, you have Halifax. Halifax is now the biggest community of French Acadian. And you also have Annapolis Valley. You also have Sydney and Truro, mm -hmm. South Shore and Chesapeake. So all those communities now have um, French school. And, and, and it's funny because if you have a French school, you have a French community. That, that's that, yeah, that, that's yeah. easy. And we have yeah. 22, I think it's 22 or 23. I'm sorry, they're adding school every year, so I lost count. But <laughs> we have 22 yeah. or 23 French school uh, across wow, the province. Amazing. Wow. So everywhere, you, you know, we have 11 communities all together. If you look at... In uh, the French system, you have only primary and high school. So it means that you have two schools in every region. So, you know, it's just like, and in Halifax, we have more than that. But it's just like, if you have a French school, you have a French community. And right. you have the influence of the Acadian community because this is our route here in Nova Scotia. Wow, that that's really um amazing I, I didn't know that there was that many french schools which is really um good to have um to to teach um and to educate in, the, in those areas speaking of um the french um language how does acadian french differ from quebec french or french from france 
and and yeah, how how does that differ from those other um, French languages? Yeah, yeah we're the, but honestly, it's a little bit similar as English. Like the language okay. is influenced by your surroundings, so oh, you yeah. take people in France, but they mm -hmm. have no competition. It's French. It, it it you know it's just like yes they they get uh, influenced by English because that's the international language but they don't have to fight for their language and the funny thing is that the last time I was there they have Anglicism and they don't even know that they're using English words like they don't have no clue like they they're just using it and they have no clue so it, wow. it's funny because they'll tell you that they're the one with the best French. But it's not true. It's just like they have anglicism. They just don't, they're not yeah. aware of them most of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you take Quebec, um, Quebec is, is, it's French, but Montreal, for example, was mainly English. If you look, uh, I don't know if you ever saw the movie about Maurice Richard, the hockey player. Yeah, well, you have to look at that, but that will give yeah, you yeah. an idea how Anglophone or English Montreal was uh, in the 50s and the 60s. So, so they, the Quebec had to fight to maintain their French. So that's why they create laws that, you know, sometimes yeah. go too far, but the, the main goal was to uh, protect the language, make sure that French people and French language was surviving. So when you look uh, at the Acadian, it's a different right. story. Like the Acadian, they were mainly like Nova Scotia was French at one point. If you go to Louisbourg, you'll learn that, you know, Louisbourg was built by French. So French was the main language in Nova Scotia for many, many years. But we forget about it because we were conquered by Anglophone and they took over everything and and become like the main language of the province. But yeah. Nova Scotia was built by a French Acadian. There a lot of mm. land that we are still cultivating, there you're able to cultivate it because the French built the Aboiteau that was a system to use a piece of land that weren't really made for to um, to grow and they made it possible to grow, you know, different type of things, like mainly carrots, potatoes, onions, you know, the, the easy vegetable that you can put in a cave and keep for like year round. But um, yeah, Nova Scotia was French. <laughs> but, uh, oh, wow. I did not know that. I'm learning history today. And see, this is why, this is why it's important to have conversations like this um, to learn more and to and to hear that wow that's that's amazing yeah that's amazing did not know that at all we're going to take a quick break to listen to some nova scotia works client stories i look forward to my family's security in the future that's the main goal as a father the empowerment from changing careers has really just made me want to get out of bed in the morning i'm looking forward to growing my business so i want to hire people like I was hired, I want to give guys that chance. Il me fera plaisir de continuer à travailler avec les immigrants francophones à Nouvelle-Écosse. I am looking forward to the financial freedom that I never had before. And now back to the podcast. 
So to answer your question about language, what happened to the yeah. Acadian is that when they came back, they were a minority and it wasn't really a good thing for you to identify yourself as a French Acadian. So, so right. at the, at the time we didn't have French school anymore. We, so we were kind of integrated in the English system and in a way to survive, because you know what it is to be a minority, you know, you, you do what you have to do to survive. So a lot of families Indeed. decided, okay, it's not a good thing to be a French Acadian. So I'm not going to teach French to my kids. So that's why you have generations of people who have Engl uh, a French family names who don't speak French at all anymore. Um, and that's right. why we have those emerging communities that they realize, oh, French is a good thing. I should be proud. I should fight for my language. But there, a lot of Acadian are told that their French is not good. And it's not true that the reason pe why people perceive Acadian French as not good French, it's for different reason, but mainly it's because they speak old French. Because when they came back, they were isolated in English communities. So they weren't influenced by all the new vocabulary that the 60s, the 70s and the 80s created because they weren't emergent French. So what happened is that they speak old French, a, a bunch right. of vocabulary didn't exist in their old French and they weren't exposed to them. So they started to use English words because that was the only word they knew to explain everything right. that was created in the industrial uh, period, you know, the, the 50s, the 60s, right. the 70s. It's just like that the world bloom uh, completely. Right. But they weren't in French communities. How do you expect them to know the word in French if they weren't exposed to it? Yeah. So and until the 70s, um, you know, we had French school at one point, but those French school had French speaking teachers using English books to teach. So that's the other reality of the Acadian community. Um, if you talk to an older Acadian, they feel much more comfortable to read in English and speak French because when they were at school, they were using English books. So the history part of why French Acadian are, have the language they're using is really important because if you know, you understand that they yeah. have a right French, but it's an old French, that they mix with English words because they were never exposed to the real the real word. They weren't in France, they weren't in Quebec. So it's just like they didn't know the word wow. so wow. that's where you know you have uh, uh, the shack in New Brunswick it's a mix of English and French but it's really like you can explain yeah. it. it it's just like you know so I worked a lot with Acadian uh, I started my career actually as um, a, a French as second language teacher for University Saint Anne and every time that I was asked to evaluate an Acadian I wasn't welcome because, you know, people were saying, well, yeah, you'll tell me that I don't speak French, but I'm a French Acadian. And I said, I will never judge your French. Like my yeah. French from Quebec is not perfect. 
the French from yeah. France is not perfect, even though they think they are. <laughs> Nobody is yeah. perfect. It's just like, it's, it's just perfect. like, yeah. you know, it's, uh, so it's really fascinating when you look at why the language is the way it is. It's just like, there's a backstory yeah. to that reality that people don't know. Wow. Wow. And that's history. Wow, folks. Get your history together, folks, and and I feel like that 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 wow. I'm I'm very. I I will have to bring you back on to share more um, later on in a different conversation. Um, but I'm all about the food. I love food and dishes and and and, and taste, and that's all. I'm all about that. When I travel to different provinces and different countries, I try to look for dishes. So can you share the taste of Acadian dishes that you personally made, and is it is it easy to make? Honestly, the traditional Acadian food are not easy to make. Okay. So, okay, uh, okay. Uh, uh, so I don't cook them, but I eat them. I really enjoy them. But okay. um, but my yeah. favorite will be uh, what we'll call in English rap pie, rapi pie, or, or rappeur in French. Oh. That's my favorite. But only to to cook to cook it, it's three hours. Mm -hmm. And you didn't do it wow. because you have to mix your potatoes with 20 to 22 liter of chicken broth before you put it in the oven. So you're talking about hours and hours to prepare that precious rapi pie. Uh, so wow. I know a couple families who are doing it, but mainly if you can find a way to buy it already made, it's easier. Uh, and I, personally, I really like the one in Chassecook. Uh, Chassecook, uh, La Cuisine à Brigitte, she uh, is selling, you know, that rapid pie. It's a frozen rapid pie that you just put in the oven. And it's so good. It's just, it's much better than the one you buy at the grocery store. Um, but it, it, this is my favorite. But if we talked about other traditional, you have the, the fricot. So fricot, it's kind of a, a twist to a chicken soup. Um, and the, um, poutine à trou. So poutine à trou, it's a dessert. So it's kind of a, a pastry that you'll fill with apple and cinnamon and butter. And you're gonna cook that. Mm -hmm. And um, traditionally, uh, in Acadia, in Acadia, you're gonna use the um, molasses. So they put molasses on everything. They put molasses on the rapi pie. They put molasses on the putsina trou. So they they put molasses on a lot of oh, different okay. things. So uh, so it's, it's um, but none of their food is really easy well the frito is not too bad to but it it, uh, it traditionally it was long cooking long preparation time to cook the acadian food wow that's yummy and you will have to send me those recipes because i'm going to try to to take on the challenge but also send me locations that i can pick these pick these recipes or well, pick the dishes up already made so that i can try them um and also um, taste the flavor and stuff like that. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. So to wrap up this conversation, um, can you share any upcoming events that our audience um, can attend, um, any resources where folks can learn more about the Acadian history? Well, yeah. the, the Acadian Day is uh, next Monday, so on the 15th. Yes. So uh, you'll have a yes. celebration on Great Grand Parade 
uh, with Acadian Musician. Oh, yeah. So it's at seven o'clock. Mm -hmm. uh, you can find more information. And let me just look at my notes. You can find more information mm -hmm. at www.kizu, so Q-U-I-N-Z-O-U.com. So that's the site because mm -hmm. what happened is that um, we have celebration here in Grand Parade, but if you in other region like Shitkam have, they have celebration. I think Clara and Argyle have some celebration. Wibu has some celebration. So it's really celebrated across the province. But if you go to that website, you'll be able to see the different um, festivities uh, that they offer on that specific day. But in Great Grand Parade every year, the mayor will um, raise the Acadian flag on Acadian Day. So it's kind of special, you know, to for for all of us. So yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that resource to us in the events that's coming up. I'll definitely um, attend next week, Monday for sure, um, to highlight and to learn more about the Acadian Day history. Um, and that's a wrap, folks. We invite different people from different conversations. Nancy, I appreciate you coming on today, sharing about the Acadian Day. Um, how do you say have a great day in Acadian French or is it the same bon, French? Bonjour, me will be the quitter. The Quickest, so. Uh, uh, everyone. Thank you so much, and we'll see you at the next episode. Thank you. Have a nice day. This podcast is funded by the Government of Nova Scotia.